0: This is Grow with the Bros, hosted by Ryan and Ken Parsons, founders of the Brothers That Just Do Gutters. Welcome to another episode of Bro Brainstorm. We've made every mistake in the book so you don't have to. Our time to evolve as business owners is now. Let's grow together. So a lot of people are, uh, have been asking and calling and, and wanting to know uh, what we're doing, the Brothers That Just Do Gutters, um, as we're navigating this this new uh, business landscape of co- COVID-19. So uh, Ken and I thought we put together a video um, and it's not a video of you know what a- loans to apply for and how to apply for them and all that. There's so much out there but we just really want to talk about uh, what our company's doing uh, to navigate this. So we'll, we'll hop right in. Um, Ken you want to kick us off?
1: What I'm doing right now is I'm just trying to continue to maintain being that i'm in the franchise development side of things uh for the company um it's interesting i'm seeing a little bit of an uptick of of interest um so my role has been uh uh kind of staying a little bit the same maybe even picking up a little bit i guess people staying at home because of this is really uh maybe people get people questioning you know what it is uh what else is out there, I guess. Yep. So, um, so that's been good. I've had a lot of inquiries of uh, people wanting to go down the pathway at least uh, to see what Brothers Gutters is all about. Um, and as far as me personally, I've been getting a lot of projects done around the house. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. So the, the one thing that kind of hit me really quick um, and this might sound really bad um, coming out of my mouth, but When it comes to all you guys that own a business, uh, as you're navigating this crisis, your company is the number one thing that you need to protect. And it sounds crazy, especially if you're employed and you're thinking, you know, that's really selfish. It's, you know, of the company, but the company is the number one concern because the way we look at it, if you think of your company as a person, this person must survive. Just kind of how like everyone that's going through this, you're thinking about how can I navigate this? If I go on unemployment, what am I going to do? What am I going to do with my house? What am I going to do with my dog, my kids, all of this stuff. So we have to think of our company as a person. And the biggest thing that really hit me is, it is our duty to make sure that our employees have a company to come back to. So anybody listening to this, you may be shut down where you're not allowed to go work, you're not considered essential. And you might be where you're considered essential, and you're still able to work. But no matter what, you have to look at it as if, how are we going to take care of our company so that in two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever this thing lasts, how do we make sure that we can bring people back to this? Um, That has been... I I hate to say it's our number one goal because I don't want to ever sound like it's all about us or it's all about the company, but it is all about the company and making sure it survives. So I hope that's well received the way I worded that.
1: Uh, Well, I think the way you worded it too is if I was an employee of a company, that's good news to hear because at least I know that they're doing all the things that, that need to be done in whatever company that that person's working for that has that kind of mindset. And that really ensures that if they're doing things for the company to make sure it's survival, that means I'm going to have a job when this thing is, is over. Uh, yeah. So I think it's a responsible, a, a very responsible way to do it. I think what's irresponsible is not making a decision at all and not yeah. making a decision at all can really lead to uncertainty and a lot of, um, you know, uncertainty for, for employees, uh, especially, you know, it, yeah. when, when uh when we as leaders in our companies take a stand and we make a decision and go with it. And then we give communication of the reasons why we're doing the things that we're doing, especially in this instance where you see things happening on a worldwide basis and everybody being affected by this. I think employees really appreciate that uh, because they're not just left in limbo wondering, you know, what, what's going to happen? What's going to happen with my job? Or am I going to have a paycheck when it's all over? Is is there a, a spot for me on that team? Uh, so I think having clear communication and uh, straightforward leadership so that people uh, s- know where they stand, yeah. um, I think that's hugely important.
0: So I, I agree. I'd say being swift in your decisions is, is gigantic. Um, and what really helped us to be swift in our decisions was we, were, we had a lot of counsel leading up to this. Um, we didn't ignore it. Ken and I saw this coming. <clears throat> our, our core team saw this coming and we started meeting about this pretty quickly um, as far as before it really even, uh, when it hit the shores here, we were already having some things in place. We reached out to our business coach. Our business coach reached out to us. Um, we talked to our peers that own businesses. How are you doing? And it was crazy. I'll tell you, like, if you can just rewind three, four weeks ago, This thing was barely real people were joking about it um it was kind of like ah you know that's that's over there this is here and then it became really real really fast so if you've got counsel that is gigantic because i tell you what made it so easy for us to make some swift decisions was seeing people that we know and respect have to make those decisions a couple days prior When they shut down Pennsylvania and a a highly respected uh, peer of ours, um, he literally laid off his entire company, management team and all. He acted really swift and really decisive. So when it came to a couple days later for us to get faced with the same exact thing, it was easier to make that decision um, to lay everybody off. Um, So getting counsel and being swift. One of the things that we... Communicated early on to our to our team was that we 're most likely going to make mistakes uh, during this time, so letting your team know that this is the first time you 're encountering this you know this is a really different landscape it 's not like all of a sudden you 're getting your butts kicked by your competitors and you don 't have work or you forgot to advertise this year and it 's your fault that you 've got to go lay people off. this is completely different, and I think when you 're um, Super transparent, and you're swift in your decisions. I really do believe your team um, actually trusts you and feels like you really are in this together. Anything else on that that's topic a, right there?
1: Yeah, I, I think also too. I mean this this year, I think from what I've heard from people in general across the country is that a lot of people were doing really really well. Uh, January and February is like awesome. And when this started, get, talks about this started happening, like in the end of February, starting March, uh, we hadn't really experienced the typical seasonality that we typically experience in the gutter business in January and February. And, you know, it was kind of like our winter shifted from January to February and it was pushed off till April. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and I, I think that helped us to be prepared for this in a way because we're used to stopping and pivoting right after the new year and saying, okay, who do we need to lay off and what do we need to look at at our business? You know, worst case scenario, right? Especially in the Northeast where, or the North where you have uh, inclement weather. So, you know, this is something that we prepare for every, every year when it comes to budgeting uh, for the worst uh, and then hope for the best. And, you know, we didn't have that this year, Um, but now we have it because of COVID. And uh, I think that really helped to prepare us in our mindset, too, that, you know, you know, this is this is, uh, you know, unfortunate that this happened (laughs) because it would have been uh, an awesome year. Um, And it still is going to be an awesome year because I know that we're prepared and that every day we're communicating. It's not just communicating and what you're going to do right now for your team, but it's also communicating once you make that decision through the whole, every day, you know, I'm calling people, you're calling people, uh, people in our leadership and our staff are calling people and talking every day. Uh, and I think that's really important to have high level of communication during this process with all of your employees and, and, and the people that you're partnered with. Uh, I think that really makes it even yeah that much more easier. And I think
0: what's really important, um, you know, as a franchise, uh, basically all of our franchisees were on track to have their best year ever. We were all experiencing really, really awesome economy. Everything about it um, was amazing. So I would say for any of you guys that were having a similar type of thing is get over that disappointment very quickly. You can't hold on to that. You can't just say, this is the worst. I was having the best year. My everything's ruined you know what, take that moment and a moment, you know, that's like an hour or two. And then you got to move on. You've got to switch gears really quickly. You cannot get stuck there. Um, Because this thing is all about having um, a couple phases in your in your mind. Okay, if I'm deemed not essential, if this happens, even people that are deemed essential, um, the people that use their services are not reacting the way they used to. So you might be allowed to work, but your phones aren't ringing or you're going on appointments and people are saying, all right, well, that sounds great. And once this thing is all over, we'll make a decision. So you're faced with being able to work, but the money's not coming in. So you need to know what is your swift plan. And I'll just tell you the first thing that we did as a business is we secured everything we cut every expense that we possibly could uh, let's talk about people second we deferred our auto payments we extended our uh, got more of a line of credit extended to us we did all these things to make sure that we could lower our overhead increase the amount of money that's available to us and that was kind of like our phase 1 is like what could we do if this thing you know hits the fan which it did so phase 1 was very implement. And then phase two is also you know, part of
1: phase one, too. It's personally, uh, personally, yes, might think business, but you can also make these personal deferments personally as well. Yeah. Um, with banks, credit cards, whatever you got, uh, p- car payments. Um, everybody's being pretty uh, lenient. So it's a good time to take care of those uh, things personally as well. Yep. And then the phase two is once
0: you do get shut down or the people stop calling is, is laying off your staff. And uh, a lot of people will call it a layoff. They'll call it a furlough. A furlough, from what I understand, means, hey, we're coming back as soon as things are better. I think that's kind of how, you know, if you're in the union, uh, once one job ends, you might get furloughed until that next job starts. Could be a week, could be three months, but you are going back. So it is a little bit different than uh, other layoffs possibly, but what are you going to do and how are you going to do it? Um, I know for us, uh, one of the biggest things that we did was we basically laid off everybody. We've got people that have been here for 20 years that have never been laid off. We have people that have never been laid off. Or ha- like I had one guy say he's never got, he has never missed a paycheck since he was 16 years old. Just his world has never looked like this. So For some people, their worlds are crashing down, and it is our job to help them navigate that. Um, but, but again, you know, having that phased approach and it's a big, huge surprise. Um, but what I will say, if you don't have a plan, you're going to kind of do what Ken alluded to earlier. If you don't do anything and you kind of ignore it and go, oh my gosh, the phones are slowing down. I don't have as much work. Um, and then you're floating payroll. That's one more week. And then another week that you float all those bills and the income's not coming in and you're, basically, essentially, you're not doing a good job making sure that your employees have a place to come back to. You're worried about their feelings and your feelings when we're all in this together. So making those plans, and it's different for every business, we're going to tell you kind of what we did. And still, it's we're about three to four weeks in this. I don't have any regrets yet. I, I can't, I haven't I've looked back from laying everybody off to bringing a couple people back for one day. And that's what I'll say, laying everyone off, That's the hardest but easiest decision. It's easy once you kind of see what's happening. Like, okay, that's not happening, or this isn't happening, or you know what, we still can do this. It's easier to bring somebody back one day a week, or maybe two days a week, or on a reduced salary than it is to kind of bleed your entire company. Right? Before right? (laughs) Oh my! Well, that's how we got into such a. I mean, this very much. It feels like uh, the recession of 2007-8 um, a bit, but that one, we didn't know what was happening. We just kept, something was different, and we just kept losing money and paying things and going, well, hopefully it'll turn around next week. And it didn't, and it literally almost put us out of business. So yeah, th- this time around, we are acting swift.
1: Yeah, definitely okay. learned from uh, past mistakes.
0: Yeah, so I would say... Yeah. Now, going back to your people, whatever you can do to keep your core people together, um, and I know things get strange fast, but if you can keep, you know, we, we have um, one of our most core people, uh, they're on basically a reduced salary that is, is 40 hours a week, and they're probably working more on minimum wage. And this is, this, is, uh, this is somebody that's high up in the company. I consider them, you know, my right-hand person. And they're willing to do whatever it takes to make sure that this company is around, not only for them, but for all the people that depend on it. So people are willing to make sacrifices. I know Ken and I are, you know, we're not taking, you know, we're taking the most minimal salary uh, possible. Um, I think people on unemployment are making more than uh, what we're taking right now Um, (laughs) because you do what you've got to do to get through um, so reduce salaries, getting people one day per week, and then sharing the burden of information. Um, you know, we've got a, a guy Danny on staff, and 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 he he's in sales, and he's the sales management. He's been unbelievable at kind of navigating the information, talking with us, our team, and making decisions together. Has been really good. Um, you know, I would almost say that this is. I I would definitely say that this is bringing us closer together um, as a team as we're all in this and we're navigating it, uh, nobody's going to be stronger for it than us. You know, when this thing is over, I think we're going to have the strongest, leanest, meanest company around. Um, And there are a lot of, you know, when you've been living in a good economy for a few years, you have a lot of fat in the company. There's a lot of bills that were like, oh my gosh, that's how much we pay for that. Easy decision, (sighs) gone, gone, gone. And I think this will help us get to the, uh, the next level in business as well. And, and then, uh, Ken, I know you want to say something, but what's been really good is having, we have meetings with our management team three times a week. I think now that we're three, three weeks in, we might slow that down to one or two times a week. But the information was changing so fast that Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we'd have a Zoom call. We'd have a plan on Monday. And by Wednesday, we had to pivot. But what we did do that I think uh, that I'm actually really proud of is we didn't make big decisions on a daily basis. We looked at it. We said, huh, that looks promising or that looks bad. Let's just keep an eye on it. Let's decide maybe on Friday if we're going to change anything. And I think that that's really helped us from some, some what you would call organizational whiplash. I can't imagine if every time we thought we were going to make a decision, we told the whole entire team, Hey guys, looks all right. Everyone come back to work on Monday. And then Tuesday, Oh no, this changed. Go back home, go apply for unemployment. So having a core team making decisions that might affect the week, taking your time to do things, I think has been really a good strength of ours.
1: Yeah. And in times of crisis too, you really start to see who really, uh, what people are made of. And, um, you know you you see by the way that they react or the things that they say uh when you make decisions like this um you know some people might give pushback some people uh are totally understanding and it really just helps you to get a a little bit of an inside scoop of who do i really who do I really want on my team you know do I want somebody that's given you know I can understand a little bit of pushback and a little bit of you know what's going you know but it's 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 in how they they do it you know, and, and if they do it out of, you know, what kind of spirit is behind it, I guess, is one way to say it. Um, And uh, that really, you know, when, when, when there is crisis and S and something that, that just turns everybody's world upside down, you know, how, how is it that they, you know, they, you know, react to it. Do they freak out and just go nuts? And it's like, wow, I never saw that side of that person or whatever it really helps you to really uh, reevaluate who it is that you want to be on your team. Because I know when there's a crisis situation, I want people who are thinking clearly, who are level-headed, who are loyal, who are, uh, you know, in it no matter what. And, you know, it's like this whole camaraderie of, you know, I got your back and you got my back. It's not about, you know, you know, employee or boss or manager or, or whatever title you have, who cares about that stuff? It's, yeah. you know, we're together as a team and we're going to figure this out. We're going to communicate. We're going to continue. You know what? Even though I'm laid off or I'm, you know, making less salary, whatever, you know, what do we got to do? What, what do we have to do to navigate this so that we do have this company, this per- person that we're trying to protect the company so that when we get back, not only because it's going to be war, it's going to be game on. When this okay. is over and we're all, everybody's unleashed from their houses. Are you kidding me? It's going to be <laughs> game on. Yeah. What You know what? I want the best team possible. That's ready to freaking go to battle and get out there and crush it. And, and that's it. And those are the people that you're looking at and evaluating your company, you know, and if there's somebody who's bitching and moaning about this and everything and this sucks and whatever, you know what? I don't think that person needs to be here anymore. You know, I think we should, you know, maybe not have that person here anymore. So you might be going through some, th- some things like that too, through this time where you're starting to really see, you know, who really appreciates you, who appreciates the company and who appreciates the people that are on, on the, on your team. Um, and, uh, and, and, and I think that uh, it's good to go through struggle that's been the story of my life. <laughs> hey, that's the only reason we got
0: here. But I think that's huge. And I think that's a really, it's a really sensitive um, issue. Because when you lay off your entire team, um, you know, it's different than, you know, in the wintertime when we typically have to lay off a few installers on a, on a year where you're getting blizzard after blizzard. It's kind of understood, you know, hey, you're laid off. And it's also understood, like, I would never, like, necessarily ask that person to come in, hey man, you're laid off, but could you come in for like two hours today? Or why don't you hop on a meeting? There's a different, there's a different feeling when you're either laid off because, you know, hey, I've got no work for you. If you find another job, great. There's a difference between laid off, furloughed, and what we're dealing with now. Right now, this is like a government shutdown. We've been forced to do something across the country And I think as owners, we almost expect a little bit more from our people. And I'm still trying to navigate if I think that's fair or not. And I do. I actually do think it's fair um, in one sense like, hey, this is what it is. If we all want to make sure that we come back to something, I would never necessarily ask anybody to work for free, even though I had one guy literally send me a text, Ryan, I pledge to come in. I will work. I will clean the shop. I will do whatever. I'm like, no, I appreciate it but i'm not going to ask you to do those kinds of things
1: uh while are the being kind laid of behaviors off? and attitudes though that those behaviors well, that's exactly what it is 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 what you want in in uh, a team member you know yeah. a, a team member and that's how i look at it employee take that word you could just throw that word in the garbage yeah. uh, you know it's a team it, yep. it's team members and it's just like being part of a a baseball team or a sports team or you know if you're in any kind of a competitive environment because that's what business is. Business is a competitive environment and we need to have all hands on deck, you know, and there's always got to be a captain that's got to run the ship, you know, but there's all these other people that have to work the sails and work the rudder and work the, you know, the food and, you know, everything that has to make a ship go is that's what I, how I view business is, is that we want people on the ship that are all hands on deck, you know, and if you're not, man, then get out of the boat, you know, but um, you know, and that's how I feel about it. And that's, what's so awesome about the team that we have is that um, I feel that uh, we have created that kind of culture and that's really important during a time of crisis is, you know, start evaluating what your culture looks like in your company. And if you don't have a culture of all hands on deck, then you need to evaluate really what it is that, you know, you're doing. Uh, because really it doesn't matter. You know, you can have all the business planning and strategy uh, and all that stuff, but if you don't have culture and you don't have people that are loyal and willing to to put their, put themselves on the line, like, like the guy that wanted to come in and clean the shop or or the trucks or whatever, or go out and do those, you know, a couple estimates in their own personal car or, or, or things like that, then man, Maybe that's maybe 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 that's not. Maybe you need to t- reevaluate uh, the people who you have on your team. Yeah, and uh, and think about you know what what is it that I want? Uh, g- you know, when I get out on the other side of this, because on the other side of this, people are going to be spending money. They're cooped up in their homes and they're spending money now. I mean, places like Walmart and Home Depot and oh <laughs> those goodness. places. You can't, I <laughs> couldn't buy bleach yesterday. I went to Walmart last night. There was nobody in the parking lot. I was like, man, this is great. I go in there, and the reason why is there's nothing on the shelves. I mean, nothing. (laughs) Nothing. There's – you know, even I had to scrounge for eggs. That's how bad it was. I mean, Walmart was cleaned out. Don't you wish you still had chickens? No. (laughs) (laughs) My wife wants
0: chickens. I'm like – I
1: keep avoiding it. I I, I give you a tip. If it – As far as the first animals, everybody thinks chickens. But you're going to spend more money buying organic food and all that to have your organic eggs than it costs to go to the store and get organic eggs right off the shelf. Uh, Trust me, I've done it. (laughs) But if you really want an easy farm animal that has really no maintenance. Kids. Feed. uh, No. (laughs) Rabbits. Rabbits. Rabbits multiply like crazy. You don't need like to rabbits. let them out. They're very happy being cooped up in their little hutch. You can use their manure as co- compost right into the garden. You don't have to compost it. It's already – it's cold manure, so you can use it for that. Uh, you could sell rabbits. You can eat rabbits. I mean – They don't lay eggs. Unless they're Easter eggs. <sighs> Only on Easter, right? <laughs> <laughs> i heard that before. But anyway. All uh, right. But anyway, we, we got a little sidetracked there, but that's one of my projects I'd like to do for my composting pile. I want to build a rabbit cage over the top of my composting pile, so all their poop just goes right in. I have to shovel it, nothing. It's right <laughs> into the composting pile.
0: I love it. Right into the garden. But you know what? I mean, what we're talking about, um, there are things, and I would just say, like, there's only so much time you can spend on your business, especially right now. And once things are kind of the new normal, like enjoy your family, do some projects. Like there is so much good that is coming out of this slowing down, realizing that we probably don't need to, you know, Hey, maybe some jobs can be done from home. Maybe we don't need to have certain communication. Um, there is so much that is good and it is time to kind of just relax, enjoy this while you can take the, bo- the make the most out of it. Um, but the, just the, I only had a couple more points here, I think, and we said this earlier, be a hundred percent transparent. Um, anything that's coming out new, let your team know. One of the things that we've done is we put together a, a, a video once a week and just letting our team know, Hey, listen guys, this week, you know, the, the government rolled out the, the PPP, the payroll protection program. And it looks like that we, we, um, qualify for it. So as soon as we are able to, we're going to apply for that. And what that could mean is that could mean that as soon as we have that money, we're able to bring people back. So again, we're not holding on to this information. We're basically, we hear something, we discuss it as a team, and then we try and represent it back out to our team so that they know that we care about them, that we know they know what we're thinking about them. Um, And we're just trying to give them a real update because they've got lives to plan too. They're trying to know how long are they going to have to maybe beyond unemployment or what in the world is happening. So I feel like that's been a really good thing to do. And I'll just kind of end with, uh, you know, we securing the money. If, if, you know, if you can get the disaster relief, the, the PPP, extend your lines of credit, defer loans, negotiate everything. I mean, we literally called almost all of our vendors and a lot of them were proactive. Our aluminum supplier, a couple of them actually gave discounts ahead of time or released um you know shipping or some of the the things that you pay extra for Uh, and i would imagine as a company if there's anything you can pass through to the client if you're being passed through these things it's great if you can pass through some things as well but also be careful if you are able to do business if you discount too much you know you could you can stay home and lose money there's no sense coming into work to lose money you've got to make sure that your company is around but with all that said, I, the one thing that uh, Ken and I have decided to do is we're going to continue to run our business as if we're not getting bailed out. One of the biggest mistakes you can do is think, you know what? I'm going to have that payroll protection program or I'm going to get that disaster relief. You know what? I'm going to spend that money. I'm going to buy that machine right now because it's on sale. I'm going to keep people on because, you know, once I get this thing, I'm going to be able to get reimbursed. Don't, don't. Don't run your business as if you're getting bailed out, because good chances are that a lot of this isn't what it seems, that we might not qualify. You know, every time we've been through something like this, it's not the little guys like us that get bailed out. It's the big, it's, it's the auto companies, it's the airlines, it's not us small businesses. This is the first time I'm seeing anything like this that's geared towards us and great, if it but works, they, great. They
1: also, they also changed the rules last minute. I saw a post on, uh, um, from one of the lawyers online um, that says that uh, funds is going to be tight now because companies with 500 employees or more are going to be eligible for these plans. Yeah. So they changed that rule last minute.
0: So, and that's it. I'm so used to it. I mean, you could tell me today that we, have, we get nothing. And we're closed for three months and it's not going to ruin my day anymore it is right. what it is it's this new landscape of i have and we have no control at the end of the day we don't have control of everything but we can only control what we can control so run your businesses if you're not getting bailed out make decisions that's best for your team and best for your company and best for your families you know um that's the best you can really do right now you can't and let it also, get your emotions. This is,
1: great, this is a great time to invest in yourself You know, start reading those books that you didn't have time to read or, or listen to those audio audible things while you're doing work around the house, you know, start getting the information into your brain. um, Because uh, that's going to be important for when you get back and, and get things going. Uh, And also, it also helps us to think out of the box of, you know, what are some things that I can do that we weren't doing before? Um, You know, whether it, it's efficiencies or, or inefficiencies that yeah. you had in your process, whether it's in your field or in your sales process or, you know, in your marketing in your, how you handle clients and callbacks and all the things that we have to deal with in business. You know, this is a time to reflect and to say, Hey, I'm going to change. I'm going to adapt. I'm going to, uh, do things differently and it's going to be better. It's going to be better for not just our clients, but it's going to be better for the people that work here. Yeah. Uh, you know, those this is the time to do it. This is the yeah, time. Yeah, we always we always complain about not having time or being too busy. Oh. Well, we have plenty of time now. And you know, what are you gonna do with that time? Oh, that's good. Oh man, I, I think for sure. I'll
0: tell you one of my one of the things I'm gonna be super disappointed in and I don't wanna set myself up for disappointment, but I will anyway. Like I'll be super disappointed if 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 the people on our team um don't invest in themselves. Don't try and get better at their craft or their job or read something. Imagine, you know, for the whole month. You know, I, I when I look on Facebook and I see every day I'm seeing somebody say, "Give me a new series." I've already watched these twenty. I need something really good to watch. I'm I'm bored. When you see that somebody's watched five series, if there's ten episodes, that's fifty hours. You know, it's like the amount of time that we're willing to invest. In entertainment is is absurd, and I do feel like people are you know hey that's great for a week or two, and then there gets to the point where it's like what in the world I am done. So <laughs> one bees.
1: person posted, they said they posted Netflix done, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 that's kind of where I
0: again I don't want to expect it. I, I would never give homework assignments and saying hey listen you're in sales I expect you to read these two books while you're gone, but I'm like. Man, if you're in sales and you have downtime and you've already followed up with every client you possibly could and nobody's really calling, like why in the world wouldn't you get better so that when you come back that you can increase, you know, what you can earn. If you're in marketing, if you're in sales, if you're an installer, you know, going on YouTube finding out better ways to do things, quicker
1: techniques, like there's so much out there that yeah, we could yeah, utilize. You're talking about the parable of the talents. Remember the yes. parable of the talents? Yes, the master gave five talents to one guy and he, he said, Here you go, uh, my faithful servant. And then he gave three to the other guy and said, Here you go, my faithful servant. And then he gave one to the other guy and then he goes away for a long, long time. And then the master comes back, right? And he, the five talent guy, got five more talents, I think it was, and the three talent guy got three more. And and you know, he was gone, he was away. You know, they could have done whatever they wanted, but they made something happen with the talents that they had. And yeah. he said, Well done, good and faithful servants, right? And then yeah. when it got to the last guy, right? The last guy said, Here's your talent back, master. I hit it under a freaking rock. I mean, how I mean, that's what it's like. Like as a as a as a owner of a business, if I have people like that on my team. It's like that master was so ticked off, he told him to, 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 he, he, he told him to get out of his kingdom, right? Yeah. And that's, that's how it is, man. You know, this is a time for us, if we are not sharpening, there's a great uh, quote that Abraham Lincoln uh, said, what is it? If I had an axe, I'd sharpen it. No, if it. I had
0: six hours to chop down, again, we're probably butchering yeah. it, but if I had six hours to chop down a tree, I'd spend five of them sharpening the axe.
1: Yeah, and that's it. This is the time to sharpen the axe, Right now, and if people aren't sharpening the axe, man, they're gonna be in big trouble when this thing clears up.
0: Well, it's a mindset, you know. If people are like, well, you know, I'll when I'm at work, I'll be at work, and when I'm at home, I'll be at home, and I get that. But if you're passionate about what you do and you care about what you do, and everybody wants to make more money, everybody. So the way to make yourself more valuable is to gain more skills and knowledge. So if you take this time to make yourself more valuable. And not think of it as like, well, I'm laid off and whatever. When we come back to work, I'll turn my work brain back on. And I do get that. And a lot of you deserve that. A lot of you work really hard and you deserve a couple weeks to shut off. Just shut your brain off, do some stuff around the house. But I feel like this is going to be longer than that. So when you get through that part of shutting your brain off disconnecting. Everyone needs that. I really do and feel like the
1: other side of that though, Ryan, what you just said is interesting because it's not just, it's the, here's the flip side of it. As a, if I'm an employee and I'm gaining skills like that, especially on this long, uh, you know, quarantine period that we're all on and you go back to your place of business and you've done all this extra work. If you're working for a really good company, they're gonna see those ex those those ex ex uh, internal changes that you've made because of the external results that you're bringing in more profitability to the company. And if you're working for a good company, they're gonna see that, and they're gonna reward you for that. They might not yeah. reward you right then and there on day one, but I'm telling you, I yeah. mean, givers gain. I, I learned that in BNI. Uh, I've learned that in in so many different areas of life, and you know, even for myself and my own personal experience and struggles that I've had ever since I was a kid, uh, playing sports, doing whatever I've done is the work had to come first. The work always came first and the reward always comes later. And that's the way life works. Uh, yeah. for, so, you know, that's the type of people that you want be a part of a team. The, the, the team that has people yeah. like that on it is the team that wins. That's what winning looks like. So
0: I I think we have another topic here. I mean, you know, uh, for a future podcast of uh, exactly that, you know, the giver's gain, always um, giving more in value than you receive in cash. Uh, A lot of the reason that we're ahead and some of the people on our staff are ahead is because that was their philosophy. So I think we should save that. Um, I think that could be a really cool uh, segment down the road, uh, basically based on your mindset. Um, so that's it I mean your company is number one in this you want to make sure that people have something to come back to you want to get lots of counsel be swift in your decisions even if it's not affecting you have a plan keep your core management team together as possible touch base often be 100 trans- 100% transparent secure money but most of all run your business as if you're not getting bailed out you're going to have to figure this out Thanks for joining us and we hope you implement at least one or two nuggets from this episode that will give you the confidence to grow. Subscribe to our podcast to stay updated and grow with the bros.